most of your costs are fixed. My my property taxes did not double, even though my revenues roughly doubled. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Our best ever sponsor, XS Media Inc., creates premier websites, logos, and branding. Every real estate professional needs the right public image to represent their brand. Whether it's a website, logo, or other marketing materials, your online brand needs to be consistent. It is your virtual handshake and first impression. A successful web presence has proven to increase sales and brand awareness. And today, we've got an exclusive offer for you. To the first 10 best ever listeners who mention this ad, you'll receive a free 30-minute consultation. Visit xsmediainc.com today and tell them Joe sent you. That's X as in xylophone, S as in Sam, mediainc.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Jefferson Lilly. Hi, Jefferson. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you for joining us. Jefferson is joining us from San Francisco, California. He is the co-founder of Park Street Partners, and he is focused on mobile home investing. So we're going to talk all about mobile homes on today's show. He owns five, with his company, owns five mobile home parks with an aggregate value of over $4 million, 4.5 uh, to be exact. And he's got some exciting family news that he's going to mention as well. So with that being said, Jefferson, can you talk a little bit about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Uh, thanks, Joe. Great to be here. Um, so I've been uh, buying mobile home parks uh, for about eight years now. Uh, the interesting thing about mobile home parks is that you really actually want to own the land and not the individual mobile homes. Uh, your goal is always to own a uh, quote-unquote parking lot uh, where you've got responsible tenants that own and maintain, of course, their own mobile homes um, and just pay you the lot rent into the dirt. Uh, so I bought my first park eight years ago. It's on the south side of Oklahoma City. And uh, I did end up, uh, after a couple of years, bringing in some individual mobile homes to infill the vacancies of course, all the infrastructure was there, all the vacant pads with the, the telephone and water and sewer and other uh, infrastructure. But as I was then buying a couple dozen mobile homes and infilling the park, of course, that created uh, substantial additional income. Uh, and I actually ended up roughly doubling the value of that property in just under two years. Uh, and that led uh, then to uh, some consulting work, uh, principally for a high net worth family here in San Francisco uh, that owns a just gorgeous uh, five-star park here in Northern California. Uh, I helped them expand and turn around and refinance that property. And then I moved on to buying my second park. Uh, also in the Oklahoma City area. And then for the last little over a year, uh, I've partnered up with a guy, Brad Johnson, and we've started our Park Street Partners uh, partnership to acquire more properties. We've bought 
three properties in the last uh, six months. And so um, so we're now up to five, counting my first two. And we've got a sixth, uh, that, that one's in Indiana, I've got a sixth under contract that we're expecting to close on, I believe in just over three weeks. And yes, as you mentioned, my uh, best ever uh, interesting fact about me is that I just uh, became a father about nine months ago. My little son, Alistair, is uh, now, of course, crawling uh, almost as fast as I can walk. So it's uh, quite a, a change, of course, just to have a, a child, let alone when you then uh, put them down and they're not, not there when you, <laughs> you can't turn your back because they won't be where you put them. <laughs> so anyway, we call him, uh, his name's Alistair, we call him uh, uh, the little man or uh, Sir Cute Slot and. It's <laughs> just uh, such a blessing in our life and kind of puts uh, all of the real estate and, and, and all other uh, more material things in my life uh, into perspective once uh, once you're a, a dad and responsible for uh, for another life. So anyway, that's been just uh, a blessing and, and, and just a wonderful experience over over the last nine months. So many questions. First, congrats on Sir Cutes a lot. Thank you. And con- congrats on that nickname. Um, I, I and it's it's interesting. I later today, um, which for the best ever listeners, the episode will air uh, tomorrow, the next day. I'm actually interviewing someone who uh, is ascendant from Scottish royalty. So I, I think there's a theme with the people I'm interviewing today with uh, a, a royalty angle. Well, you, um, you know, we ostensibly trace ourselves back to Mary, Queen of Scots. So you may have. T- Two uh, Scottish royalty folks back to back on your show, Joe. That's good. Boom. That's there you quite, go. Quite a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I should introduce you to maybe your cousins or something. Well, as I say, whether you're evolutionist or creationist, if you go back far enough, we're all related. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have some follow up question on the mobile home investing, and I'm going to start broad and I'm going to get very specific. Please. Um, why mobile home investing? Okay, so again, mobile home park investing. Uh, and the goal, the reasons really are that un, unlike, for instance, apartment investing or self-storage or real estate, uh, sorry, uh, strip mall retail centers, unlike most any other kind of real estate out there, only <clears throat> mobile home parks uh, benefit from a government-enforced oligopoly. <clears throat> what I mean by that is that over the last roughly 20, 20 to 25 years, Pretty much every city and county nationwide has outlawed the new construction of mobile home parks. It's either literally that they've changed the zoning and it's just not allowable, or they've changed um, the density, for instance, such that you have to buy so much land per mobile home that it's just not economically feasible to build anymore. So think about that, whether it's real estate or any kind of operating business, if the government were to say that you will never have any more competition, and of course our population continues to grow, you know, demand of course continues to grow, and that supply curve, if you will, is fixed, and it's actually shrinking because probably 1% of mobile home parks get plowed under every year and in fact become you know a, a strip shopping mall uh, or, or a fancy apartment complex but only this business offers you know increasing demand say one percent a year in line with population growth and about one percent shrinking supply so being able to buy into any business with leverage with that kind of broad industry trends 
uh, generates really outsized returns for investors. Uh, you also then benefit secondarily, or well, maybe it's it's as important as that dynamic. You also benefit from the fact that your tenants, the folks that own those mobile homes, tend not to move the homes. It'll cost for a single wide uh, roughly four thousand dollars to move a home. So those homes tend not to move. Compare and contrast that with, for instance, apartment investing where your tenants could spend $99 on a U-Haul and haul out all of their furniture and move down the street to the newer, bigger, better apartment complex with the newer, bigger, better swimming pool. Um, We don't have that dynamic. Our customers really more are the houses than the tenants. If a tenant, uh, sorry, if a person does need to move, they'll sell their house in place in our parks to someone else, we don't need to buy the house, they'll sell it to someone else who will again pay the taxes on the house, do the maintenance on the house, et cetera, and we just collect the rents either from the previous or the new owner, we just collect the rents into our land. So those two key dynamics, basically limited competition, actually shrinking competition, and customers that more or less you know, don't leave you uh, those two industry dynamics make mobile home parks really the most profitable niche uh, of all. How did you double the value of the mobile home park that you mentioned? Two things. First, lot rents were about 50% below market when I purchased the property. The lot rents were $110 a month. Uh, fair market was about 155 so I took the lot rents up <clears throat> halfway from 110 to about 125 uh, when I closed on the property. And then roughly a year later, I took them up uh, about another $25 or 30 to, to, to 155 a month. So that extra $50 per pad uh, drove a lot of that value. And again, then from buying uh, in that first year, I think I'd only, uh, sorry, in that first two years, I think I'd only purchased about one dozen mobile homes, <clears throat> but bringing those homes in, they of course generate revenue into the land. So that was also a significant increase, uh, in, in rents and most of your costs are fixed. My, my property taxes did not double, even though my revenues roughly doubled. My management cost did not double. My insurance cost went up a bit, but but not a doubling. So as I was raising the rents roughly uh, $45, and as I was bringing in another dozen homes <clears throat> that probably brought another 6,000 in revenue or something, collectively the, those two things roughly doubled the value. How do you turn a mobile home park around Typically, you've got two things to do. Um, first, you're going to make some improvements to the, the, the physical infrastructure. And for instance, we just uh, purchased a property, well, a little over a year ago, where uh, a number of the water meters were broken and folks were actually, and the previous owners were not billing the tenants for water. Uh, the park had a roughly $19,000 a year water bill. It was master metered. It's on city water. So again, the city presented the previous owners with uh, uh, roughly $19,000 a year worth of water bills. 
So we uh, fixed some of the meters, um, and there were actually some meters in place that the previous owners had just been kind of too too negligent about. Honestly, the previous owners did not even know that there were water meters on half of the mobile homes. So they were not reading the water. Um, so we've done that. We also fixed for free uh, water leaks in a number of mobile homes, both the ones that we owned and some that we didn't. Uh, we think that's fair uh, when we start billing for water that, that we provide free plumbing repairs to help everybody conserve. So by doing that, that making that investment in capital expenditure, we've now encouraged conservation. That's the right thing to do environmentally. Um, roughly by about a, we've encouraged roughly one third conservation. So that water bill is now down to right around twelve thousand dollars a year, um, and we have passed that bill through to the tenants. So by making those sorts of physical investments, um, and honestly, I don't believe it cost us more than about 6000 to do the water meter installations and to repair the leaks. Um, and again, obviously, we're now doubling our money, if you will, every year on our investment for, for investing six grand. We've, we've now, well, more than doubled. <laughs> we've basically removed that $19,000 uh, expense of our P&L. So there's often that sort of work to be done. Sometimes it's also repaving roads. Um, sometimes there's safety issues, burned out mobile homes to be removed. Um, but we'll do some combination of all that. Um, and we also are, frankly, more strict on, on backgrounds, uh, criminal background and sex offender backgrounds than our previous owners generally have been. So with physical improvement, with enforcing uh, rules to, to keep a, a park family friendly, um, and then typically we'll, we'll be bumping rents. Uh, that 50%, it was quite a lot. That was an unusually below market property, but typically our properties are 10 and 20% below market. So we'll also raise the rent. But by controlling your expenses, uh, getting the right tenant base there, uh, you'll have no problem increasing the rents. And pretty soon your NOI almost always has improved about 30% within the first 12 months. Uh, and, and sometimes a lot more. We, we've almost doubled the NOI. As I indicated, that first property almost doubled the NOI roughly over its first two years. Jefferson, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say set goals. Um, <clears throat> my goals uh, were to purchase a mobile home park within a year. And honestly, I didn't quite do that. Uh, it took me, I think, 16 months to purchase my first property. But at least I had the goal to purchase a park uh, within one year. Um, I also then set up an unofficial advisory board, if you will. I networked. I found about 10 uh, park owners um, who were willing to mentor me. So they also helped hold me accountable to that goal of purchasing uh, a property within a year. When, when you set those sorts of goals and when you get into this business, uh, and I highly advise your best ever listeners to consider investing in mobile home parks, you know, good, good things happen. I started a, a positive feedback loop. Um, I got in the business. I'm somebody who tends to learn more by doing than by uh, reading books. I'm, I'm sort of 90% hands-on <laughs> uh, learning and 10% and book learning. 
so once I got in this business, uh, again, there was a fair amount of work to do on that first park, bringing in uh, those two dozen mobile homes over the first year, uh, overseeing. I was a general contractor, if you will, for that property. I oversaw the crews that did the rehab work. Um, all of that led me to be able to do that work more quickly, more efficiently, um, and then actually it led to, to new things that I never could have envisioned. Uh, I uh, ended up consulting again for uh, this family in San Francisco that owns a gorgeous mobile home park. That provided additional income for me. Um, I then bought a second park and then uh, got contacted by my partner, Brad Johnson, a little over a year ago. And uh, he proposed that, that we partner together and go acquire more parks. From getting from setting that initial goal and getting in the business, it's really kind of taken on a life of its own uh, through the consulting, the other park, and now the partnership. And uh, that's led us to purchase three properties uh, in, in the last six months. So I guess my advice is set goals and have folks, whether it's an unofficial advisory board or now in my case, for instance, my wife also helps hold me accountable, but uh, set your goals and have people hold you accountable to achieving your goals. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. <laughs> First, a quick word from our sponsor. Our best ever sponsor, XS Media Inc., creates premier websites, logos, and branding. Whether it's a website, logo, or other marketing materials, your online brand needs to be consistent. To the first 10 best ever listeners who mention this ad, you'll receive a free 30-minute consultation. Visit xsmediainc.com today and tell them Joe sent you. That's X is in xylophone, S is in Sam, mediainc.com. Okay, Jefferson, best ever book you've read? Um, I would say the best ever book, business book that I've read is probably Snowball written by a lady, Alice Schroeder. This is the definitive biography on Warren Buffett, uh, who is the world's greatest investor. And uh, coincidentally, he actually owns uh, Clayton Homes, which is the largest manufacturer of mobile homes. Uh, and he used to own some mobile home parks. Uh, but I found that book, Snowball, to be particularly insightful because it covers not just the business side of what goes through Warren Buffett's mind when he looks at investments. It also covers his personal life and some of the trade-offs and mistakes that he made in his personal life and how you know his personal and professional life uh, interplayed. And it covers, again, I think in particularly good detail, how his investment thinking evolved from cigar butt investing to quality investing. Uh, when he got started, he would buy, you know, a proverbial cigar butt investment. It was free, it was low cost, it, you know, he got one puff <laughs> out of that investment for free and then it was done. So he had bought, for instance, some more mediocre, some fair businesses at a great price. He evolved his thinking largely with the help of his partner, Charlie Munger, to, again, buying quality businesses. He now focuses on buying great businesses at a fair price rather than fair businesses at a great price. And I've seen that in, in my own career, uh, my own investing career. I am, of course, nowhere near, not at all in, in Warren Buffett's league. But I have seen that play out in the mobile home parks that I have bought and the way I go about my investing. We now 
in our Park Street Partners partnership. We now buy great parks at fair prices. We don't buy fair mobile home parks at great prices. So anyway, I'm a huge fan of, of Snowball by Alice Schroeder. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. I would say that's marriage and parenting. Um, you know, being married has taught me a lot about how to grow mutually uh, in the ultimate partnership, if you will. It's brought uh, both of us closer to God, um, and it's taught me something about managing and frankly, maybe more being managed than managing. <laughs> Marriage and especially parenting has taught me, has given me great appreciation for the sacrifices that my parents made for my sister and me um, and for the love that they poured into us. And um, so I'd say that's uh, really kind of uh, uh, my best personal growth experience. And I, I'd highly recommend marriage and parenting. Uh, of course, when, when the time is right, uh, I'd, I'd highly recommend uh, both. <laughs> best ever deal you've done? Um, I would say that's now the Park Street Partners uh, partnership. Again, my investing experience and some of the blogs that I helped to moderate my presence on the web led uh, Brad, my partner, to contact me out of the blue a little over a year ago. And uh, partnering is, again, not, not unlike marriage. Uh, you know, we're good complements for one another. I've got more of an operations uh, background and Brad has more of a financing uh, background, uh, although we both do both. Uh, I, I've tasked Brad with helping to run uh, our, our new acquisition, and, and I have helped fundraise as well. But we, we partner uh, well. We've now uh, acquired, again, three properties in the last six months, have a fourth under contract, uh, all the capital lined up to close on that in another three to four weeks. So we're we're now growing our net worth, both of us, uh, faster than we were uh, as individuals. So it's been a great sort of, you know, one plus one equals three uh, experience. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Um, I would say probably applying technology to uh, remotely managing our properties. I'm here in San Francisco, Brad's down in Orange County. Our properties are uh, Kansas and Oklahoma and soon to be uh, Indiana. We use, uh, for instance, you know, all Apple devices. We've all, we both have iPhones and MacBook Pros, MacBook Airs. Uh, we use Appfolio for accounting and, and rent collections, Dropbox for sharing uh, photos and, and taking uh, due diligence videos of properties. We use MailChimp uh, for keeping in touch with our couple hundred uh, folks on our mailing list. We use Asana for tracking goals. Uh, we may be adapting a, a new software, we, we, a new uh, well web service called Slack uh, that we've just uh, been made aware of. So we scale by obviously doing more with less and uh, technology plays a, a big role. The, the, what, what, what we do would not have been possible you know, 20 and certainly 30 years ago, but with all the technology, we're now literally seeing video in real time of, of our properties if and when there's a problem. And, and so tech, uh, again, will help us operate our properties more efficiently and it'll also help us uh, make acquisitions more quickly. 
best ever quote? Probably Thomas Jefferson's, truth can stand on its own and only lies need the support of government. Lastly, what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? I got into this business viewing myself as a small time value investor who had bought a mobile home park and that worldview limited my growth. So the biggest mistake was that I did not have a big enough vision for myself, which is now that I'm a uh, real estate private equity investor. And the difference is that I now focus on raising money from other people to acquire more properties than I ever could have on my own with my own capital base. Um, so just changing my worldview from small to big uh, has accelerated my net worth. It's accelerated the number of properties we own. And so just ha ha having a, a too small of a worldview, uh, I think has been my, my greatest mistake. What's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, your best ever listeners can find me uh, through our website, which is parkstreetpartners.net. They can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, and there on LinkedIn, I run the largest uh, mobile home park investors group, and it is simply called Mobile Home Park Investors. We have currently over 2,300 members, and we trade advice and some deal flow uh, there. So parkstreetpartners.net. Uh, or through LinkedIn. Jefferson, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. This was truly a uh, an informational session, crash course on mobile home park investing. And I, I learned a lot from, you know, how do you double the value of a mobile home park? You increase the rents, um, you bring more homes into the park. Um, there are other ways as well. I, I'm aware of that, but that those were some of the ways that you've implemented to double the value of a park. And then also why the heck you're in the business. You know, a lot of people don't think about, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think about mobile home park investing. I've heard of mobile homes and I've, I've heard of the investment opportunity. I just never taken time to learn about it. And as you said, man, the, the supply curve is shrinking and tenants tend not to move. I mean, with multifamily, I know personally, because I'm a multifamily guy, um, turnover is the biggest expense. That and capital expenses over time, but turnover is a killer. Um, if and you have to have a lot of tenant retention programs and you have to uh, you know, do, uh, do certain things to minimize that as much as possible. And then um, there's always new competition that is being built. And if you've got limited competition that's actually shrinking, and you've got a way to minimize the amount of turnover that you're going to have. My gosh, that's a that's an incredible uh, business to be in. And one other thing that you start out by saying, and I thought was really interesting, is the goal is to own land, not the homes. Um, I think that's really interesting and a, di a different approach that I hadn't heard of. So thank you so much, Jefferson, for being on the show. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.